0: Welcome, everybody, to the Slip Angle Podcast. Uh, I'm Abram Schmucker. Recording alone uh, tonight, Adam is at home with the family. Uh, This show is brought to you by FCP Euro, where every part you buy is guaranteed for life, and Apex Pro, uh, basically uh, data systems that uh, we love and use regularly. Uh, Gen 2 is available out now, and I think I have one coming to me very soon. I'm very excited. And uh, lastly, to the Patreons, uh, the the patrons. Uh, you, we love that you guys uh, support our show, and we uh, tried to say thanks by mailing everybody free t shirts. So, um, if you're if you're interested in kind of the worst of the worst slip angle podcast content, and you like free t shirts, maybe you should sign up for the Patreon. But uh, today uh, we have uh, Jackie Ding and uh, Hi. his. Uh, I guess crew chief, um, Alex is, Alex is here uh, uh, where they're, they're in the truck and they're both driving back from California and you guys had a very busy week. Um, yeah. well yes, busy we bookended by just unbelievable monotony because you drove from Chicago to yeah. California yeah. and you did some stuff in California for a few days and now you're driving yeah. back. So, what's uh, happened in the back. last week?
1: We're not driving back. We're not even going home. We're going to Virginia.
0: Oh, no. What's in Virginia?
1: <laughs> it's a NASA HyperFest. Oh, good. We, grief. we got invited. I know. We got invited to do the Ultimate Track Car Challenge. Um, so, and of course, this event that we, we will talk about shortly uh, that happened in Long Beach, uh, NASA HyperFest. Angry Life, Road America—you know, one of our favorites. It just has to be back to back to back weekends, and uh, you know, any sane person would have said we probably shouldn't do any like do those like in succession because that's really bad for your mental health. Any normal person, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, instead, we're doing all three. Yes, sorry.
0: So, um, you've you've had, uh, or I guess this. Um, I guess triple header as as it might be called is yeah, not is too different from uh what Andy Smedegard and uh, Robert Thorne did a few weeks ago. They did um uh King of the Mountain and then yeah. they did SCCA National Autocross and yeah. then they did uh Gridlife Midwest back to back to back. I don't think that anyone went home.
1: Which is pretty crazy, yeah.
0: And um uh, Tom won a national championship. I think Robert placed third, and then they all uh came out and had fun at midwest so that was a busy week for them and Now here you are doing the same thing, but at different events
1: yeah, and kind of you know we this this time we get west coast, we get East Coast and we get midwest with america so this is truly the 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 white triangle of America at this point
0: good grief yeah. so um <laughs> tell me. Um, tell me about your uh, weekend in Long Beach.
1: Um, Long Beach has been one of the most incredible experiences of our life. I think uh, ever since, well, started with loading, we were so lost. We had to pull three U turns and backing up into a major street, like a six lane, like traffic street, uh, with a forty four foot trailer and a dually, because uh, we went down the wrong alleyway and realized that the track. Literally, is piece of the road that got blocked off,
0: so you, you literally could not go.
1: Yeah, and then the streets on the either side is so tiny we couldn't fit it through, so we had to back it up into the, you know, blocking off six lane of road. Sorry, everybody, and then we pissed off a lot of good people of Long Beach. I'll say that much.
0: <laughs> so uh, eventually, you get parked. Then what? Yes, we get into the
1: convention center. That's where we have a uh, paddock with Global Times Tech this time, which. I thought it was amazing because next to us was all the manufacturers who brought their uh, toys out. You know, Hyundai was there, Honda was there, uh, Acura was obviously there in in force. And there we were, 20 cars, global time attack. Everybody's prepping their car with decent amount of space and super, super cool. Um, Then you get to do the track walk, which, my God, you are actually sharing the track walk with IndyCar drivers and IMSA drivers where they're competing the same weekend. That's cool. Um, that is awesome cuz we're all looking at the corner and we're thinking oh this curb is kind of big kind of like, kind of crazy and then takuma sato walks up next to us and starts looking at the same corner examining the same curb That's and nice. then you just and then you just realize oh crap it's takuma sato like should i say hi should i should I should i, should I do anything no you know? was <laughs>
0: was there any particular driver that you were kind of starstruck by or like you, you just had, had Sorry, t- you t- a cat to tell yourself bit. Uh, was there any driver that uh, you were particularly excited to to see
1: uh, do you mind repeating the question? We might need uh, the technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> <technical> oh, sure. <laughs> um, you know, like we're, we're kind of around people all the time, but was there any yeah. particular driver where you were like, oh my God, that's so-and-so?
1: Uh, I think I I, I want, always wanted to meet Scott McLaughlin, right? Uh, this this guy is Australian V.A. supercar champion. Uh, double, two-time or three-time champion at this point. And then he came over to the U.S. to do IndyCar, which to me was like, oh God, he's someone I watch on TV and now he's here. Uh, so his rookie season, run rookie of the year here at Long Beach, and then I didn't get to meet him here, but it was like I really wanted to, and we met kind of, kind of everybody else. Oh, and uh, while doing the track walk, Alex got almost ran over uh, by Kevin Magnus and driving a golf cart,
0: which Good. I found particularly funny. That's yeah. awesome. Well, it, I it is saw pretty funny. a um, I saw a headline from the event. It was you know Roman Grosjean crashes Type R on you know lap or something, and I, maybe that was. Maybe that was at Laguna a couple weeks ago, but I yes, finally, it uh, was. I finally like watched the clip of what happened. Yes, and uh, he was true. pitting in. It looked like the car lost brakes, and he just yeah. couldn't make the corner. It did yep. not look like he was on track and lost control of the vehicle. So that was yep. like uh, some good clickbait. But yep. um, but
1: I have a very good story on that. A couple of our good friends went to get driver's signatures and stuff, right? Uh, and one of them pulled out. A Honda, like like a, a postcard with a Civic Type R, and handed it to Roman Goljan and Ed Jones, who were in the car at the time. And Roman just looked at the card and looked at the looked at the guy and said, "I don't have very good memories of this car." And Ed <laughs> Jones just start, and Ed Jones just lost it, started laughing. I said, "I'm never riding with Roman again." <laughs> <laughs> and so, they, so they obviously knew about the joke, and they were putting in on it too. And it's just funny. That's okay. you know was you end of the day they're regular guys too
0: so, so um you had i think because uh, i didn't see a ton of coverage uh for the event but i think you had three yeah. hot sessions on track is that right
1: yeah uh three hot sessions each were at most 15 minutes okay. um and yeah that's, and that's across three days So like every session, I mean, of course,
0: every session counts, but that was like every session was really, really important. Uh, Walk me through um, the weekend.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, As soon as Thursday was, they kind of load in, everybody gets in. And Thursday evening, we had a very big congregation event where... They brought a lot of the race cars out to the outlet mall right by the side of the track, and they kind of closed. By this stage, all the streets were closed, so police escort, you know, bringing us over. Everybody parked up, and then all the – there was kids, there was fans, there was music going on, and everybody was just hanging out, checking out the cars and people explaining, you know. We were parked next to GT3 cars and IMSA cars, and it was just cool sharing, like, taking a look at their stuff, and they're peeking over on our side, and you know watching people's ankle get caught on wing end plates you know how it is yeah it's it's really really cool and that was the congregation event has kind of to kick off the event and then friday morning came around we're all getting ready for for, for the main event for, for trying to get ready to practice uh it was pretty interesting because they sent a pace car out in front of us to do two laps to kind of act as a guide right like okay show everybody in line show everybody where we're supposed to go um and the pace car driver in in a decided yeah these guys must be indie drivers and went at it at full indie pace <laughs> so for those two laps i couldn't see the pace car i haven't i couldn't see the two anybody in front of me because i was so lost and i was like w- w- where is everybody was um, <laughs> is so was far? it a
0: singular run group
1: uh it was uh, right around 20 cars
0: okay so just, but just one one run group on track uh, each day.
1: Well, the first two days, yes. Yeah. Just one group on track. Also, all twenty cars on track at the same time.
0: Now, with uh, um, you know, with those cars, I, I think there were a lot of um, you know really high end programs uh, running at that Long Beach. Uh, yep. Was the length of the track did it make it work so that having twenty cars on track wasn't really a big deal?
1: It, it would have, but I think there were some traffic management issues, and I think I was slightly part of it for, for one of the days. And uh, the, the, the leaders, I think Ferris, uh, had trouble getting clean laps the first two days. Got so it. for the third day, they had to make a small format change. Uh, they split the run groups up a little bit for a third day, but first day, second day, both days were kind of run like all 20 cars go out at the same time, giving you your gaps, adhere to your gaps, and then go. So... Definitely fun because wow, Long Beach—you're you're literally driving on streets or are getting a shoreline. River. That stuff is bumpy, and then you know uh, people are having braking issues because I think I think just going through the fast right hander flat out, there's a lot of bumps and part of the part of the, probably the brake brake pad knockbacks and stuff. But by the bike we go into the part of braking zone and turn two, a lot of people lost confidence. Sure, so that's one of the things I was really you know. Uh, trying to pay attention of is to tap the brakes before, you know, you go into a heavy braking zone, and that kind of kept us all good. So,
0: but uh, if I remember your Instagram story, uh, there was you had some some trouble with your your transponder or timing or something yeah. like that. What yeah. uh, what was what was the situation?
1: Um, just uh, just it, it was a bit gutting, gut wrenching. Because first day, you know, coming straight off, and then just doing some warm up laps. You know, feeling it, feeling the track out well I'm used tires, so put, trying to put down a banker. And then first lap was a 31, uh, trying to chase down JC Manet, who's an awesome super driver. Uh, really, really neat guy, a cool guy. And, you know, just trying to stay behind him. You know, he's kind of my my leader. I'm following a little bit, trying to learn the lines and stuff. And then clicked out of 31 and then got, got it down to a 29.67. So I was pretty pleased about I thought, okay, you know, that, that puts us in the right ballpark. I come back. Sorry, no time. Well, that's that's screwed because we only get three sessions, and my session one, I get no time. You know, that's uh, put us on the back foot. Uh,
0: did uh, yeah. did you and, learn what the issue was?
1: Um, you know, from what I was explaining to, you, right? They say GTA Global Time Attack or ICCA Pro. In this case, they weren't the ones responsible for putting down the timing being in this event because that's IndyCar. IndyCar is the main event; they do it right sure and so for formula cars they put them super super low because the car is super low right sure and for most of our event you can put it on a tow hook you can put it slightly higher and it's okay so it turns out putting where my user location is we're putting it on the tow hook is actually maybe a little too high so it triggered on my warm-up lap but it didn't trigger the like the lap counter when i was going full speed blowing by the uh, timing beam on the uh, actual time lapse
0: that's, uh, that's peculiar. Given my understanding yeah. of the timing loops, I think that's peculiar. But yeah, uh, just, part yeah, of the just reason that I ask is because uh, uh, I got, or, or Gridlife got skewered um, by uh, a prominent YouTuber about how we handled a, a timing and transponder incident. Um, okay. And the scenario uh, at Midwest was similar. Um, a key difference was a driver was able to provide data from an AIM solo and uh, that time was counted because the transponder was, um, was uh, malfunctioning, I suppose. So it had battery life. It was, was showing and should have recorded clicks uh, across the, uh, the timing beacon, uh, but didn't. And uh, I, I conferred with Renee about how I wanted to handle it. And because this driver could prove with uh, the solo that they had recorded said time, uh, they were able to uh, on their last session were able to have that time be official because it was it was a GridLife rented transponder that didn't work, and so mm. I I allowed that. And there was another driver that was displaced, and they were very unhappy.
1: Oh, I, trust me, I, I I've seen enough of the uh, the ensued storm. Shall, shall we say the fallout? Um, just you know, just I think. Let me, you know, repeat kind of my position on this one, right? Uh, In this scenario, in our scenario for Long Beach, right, Global Time Attack ended up disallowing my time because they said, well, your transponder shows a 148. Uh, The next couple of time lapse was not recorded. So we cannot give you that time. However, we will honor your 129 data lap and place you in grid in that position.
0: Yeah. So um, I I think that that's generally a a pretty fair compromise. Uh, It just so happened that in our scenario, um, the fast lap was recorded on the last session. And so, you know, it's, it it would have been, it would have been a crummy situation all around. And I think the challenge was, you know, if, you know, if it was uh, in this case, a grid life transponder that had failed, to tell a driver that, well, that's their problem, not, not grid life's problem. That's to me that felt unfair. And so mm. I was just like, well, someone's going to be unhappy in this situation, but the best we can do is kind of be fair to as many people as possible. So, uh, I'm excited that you basically got regrided at least to yeah. make an opportunity for session two, but session sure. two didn't I've, go your way.
1: Of course. Uh, I think in the, in that previous situation, right, like, you you couldn't handle it either way. And either way, someone would be mad. So I think let's just leave it at that. And then in session two, you know, suddenly transponder we've remounted much lower, and that's working now, except the cars are having issues. So, uh, you know, uh, one of the issues we've been having kind of slightly all year was part of the charge pipe uh, system, uh, which, you know, on a higher boost car, I think a lot of people have had issues, Uh Ended up being just a coupler adapter, that is slightly too short with a bead roll that isn't quite, uh, enough. So under high boots, under high temps, it would start blowing out. Um, so for day two, obviously I was kind of pretty keen trying to put down a hot one, so I put the car into our max kill overkill map uh, and try to go for it. On data on compared to my 29 second lap from the previous day we were up 2.2 seconds by turn 8, where it was like the uh, very tight right-hander going into the back straight right before the Formula D section. And unfortunately, right there and then it blew out. So, uh, didn't get to record that lap time, which kind of bummed me out, but I uh, came back into the pits. I was pretty trustworthy, trusting the team uh, to be able to fix it. They got it done, no problem. And Oh my next attempt lab even on a lower boost map, it still blew out uh, after the heat and the stress had gone in. So uh, in a, being 13 minutes, you don't really get a second chance. So uh, we, we kind had of had to just call it for uh, day two. Uh, so that's when the pressure really started amping up because two out of three sessions have gone by and we're still sitting at no time.
0: Man, that's uh, that's intense. So it, on, yeah. on, on Saturday night, you... Work on getting the the car fixed. I think you got parts from a shop in California. Um, Yeah. What what's your mindset? How do you how do you prepare yourself for Sunday? Given that you only have one shot left.
1: It it was tricky because first off, you know, we had to try and fix the car. So the first thing we do is go right that right to our sponsor and good friends at Avensis Motorsport. Uh, Dai Yoshihara has been really like a really good friend of mine since we first battled in S two thousand, way back in like the 2018? 2018 eighteen? Twenty eighteen 2018 Willow, I think. It was the first time we did we did battle and he's like, Oh, you drive really fast and the you know, no, and I said, Dad, No, you drive even faster. And, you know, that's kinda of when the friendship began. And that kind of led to now Alex is laughing, I know. But evasive has been a really good sponsor too and uh, they've been helping out and they took a look at the pipe and said, Hey yeah, uh, we have extra we can we can make you some at our shop. So they sent the fabricator back to the shop Saturday afternoon, got it done, and then gave it to us. And then we installed it, and fingers crossed, that was it. Uh, I think Saturday night and Sunday morning was probably just a, just a pure stress mode because, you know, uh, our last few trips to California have not been kind. Uh, every single time that we go, there's always some niggling problem.
0: Yeah, it's 28- like the California yeah. curse, like the, the, the guys yeah. at Pro Awesome have. Exactly.
1: Like everybody go to California and every time you have issues. In 2018, I had two real wings come off the car.
0: I remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, you remember, yeah, well, 2019,
1: 2019 was the first year of the Supra. And, you know, nobody turned more than three laps because of traction control issues, you know, we figured that out. Then 2020, we were, you know, very confident going in, let's do battle. And then our car had issues and we only ran one lap. Uh, that was a wastegate issue. That to this day, it was a phantom issue. AMS got the car back, took it apart, took the turbo apart, put it back together, and it went away.
0: That's so bizarre.
1: Yeah, so we never figured out why. And you can you can understand our stress building up to it that, oh, my God, this weekend has gone to crap. You know, it's just it, this curse is continuing. And, you know, there's, it, you just ha- you just get the thinking feeling that maybe something is going to happen again. and It's just the worst thing is going to happen. We're going to get a like... Just oil or something or black lag, and our session's will be ruined. And it's 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 hard not to get into that negativity cycle, you know. So,
0: sure.
1: Yeah. So, but all I could do was try to focus on myself. Uh, one of the things I found really useful was uh, position advanced. Uh, they had some simulation rigs set up uh, right next to us, our, our paddock grid. So what we always do is right before I jump in the car for going out for actual session, I do like six nine laps in their car just run the course, get through my motions, find my marks, get in the rhythm, and then warm myself up, you know? I feel like that was really, really big to my ability to perform on the spot. So, uh, again, Sunday Sunday morning comes around. I did that on their simulation rig. They were super helpful. They offer that for free for all the competitors to use, so I kind of took full advantage of it. And Sunday morning just went on the grid, yeah.
0: So uh, you go out. And you start your, your hot session on Sunday. What? Um, yep. Uh, how many hot laps did you do? Did you get that? Did you get that magic lap on the first one, or did it take a few attempts?
1: I have to say, like Sunday morning, even in the car, I was—I never felt that kind of pressure before. It's like five years worth of California curse weighing on the shoulder, right? And then I was breathing so heavily in the in the helmet visor that it just keeps fogging up. So every single warm-up, every corner, I got to like pull it open and wipe it on the warm-up lap just to be able to see where I'm going. And then come around, you know, fast, flat out, crossing the start, finish, starting the flying lap. I already breathed so hard I couldn't see anywhere. So there we go. We got to deal with it. And then just one corner at a time. Just I know the car can do it. We've seen it on data. It's got to be there. Hit your marks, Break early, rotate the car, get on power, no mistakes. And first lap comes around, I squint as a flying fourth auto past the finish line, twenty-seven-six, I think. I was like, oh, that's pretty good, but I think I can get more. Uh, because I, right as I was leaving the paddock on the warm-up lap, Alex uh, was calling me through the phone. He said uh, tire pressure is a bit low, and then the uh, track temperature is pretty low. So give it a couple, give it a couple laps, you know, warm it up real nice. So second lap it felt even better. I, clen- I cleaned clean up some spots, and then. That was a magical one, 27.2. 20, uh, and uh, it's definitely rare for me because usually, you know, it's one, one lap and then you shut the car down, you know, you're done. But for this one, uh, specifically for reliability reasons, we ran the car in low boost uh, to try and prevent another couple of blowing out like it did, did they before. And because we know the car had it, we just kind of do something, do a 27 and know it should be pretty safe. But yeah, it was kind of worked out in the end, so.
0: Well, so the uh, the last time I had you on the show and talked to you uh, was at the beginning of this season, and you had started what at the time looked to be a just an absolutely insane annual campaign. I think you had close to 20 events scheduled for this year. Yeah. Um, the The development on the Supra, I think, has matured quite a lot. I mean, you're... I think you're at a point now where probably you're not going to do very much. Uh, it's a really, really good car for a bunch of classes. It, it's remarkably reliable for what it is, and it's very, very fast. Uh, you brought a new car uh, to your shop, PhD Racing, and have been driving that car at a lot of events this year as well. What made sure. you want to choose that car? Tell everyone what it is and what you want to do with it.
1: Which one? we've bought quite a couple cars lately so I can't is it is it a Tesla that we're talking about now? it's the uh, Tesla it... we're
0: talking about <laughs> yeah
1: sorry uh, Tesla first so Tesla's you know it's everybody knows it everybody has an opinion on it some loves it some hate it you know it's such a polarizing platform and even in the in this polarizing platform within this fan base yeah polarizing polarizing uh splits between factions if you like you have some of the guys will like unplug. Some of the guys were like mountain paths, and everybody hate each other. It's just kind of like it's a very, very intense situation. And we went in kind of with an open mind, saying, "Okay, I just want to see if a Tesla that you can buy from dealership, or showroom, and so on, that you can can you actually go out to a racetrack, drive, you know, some laps, and go home and have a fun time, and even compete in time attack and so on, and." That was kind of the R&D, the research purpose, the, uh, the, the thesis, if you like. Um, so far, I'm at a – you, you kind of can <laughs> But this, there is a big aster- – a couple of asterisks next to it, you know? So. so
0: talk about those. I think the first yeah. event I remember you bringing it to was Autobahn. And yep. at the time, I th- you ran it on Saturday, I think, in a 100% stock configuration, but maybe with some yep. tires. No, um,
1: Saturday was bone stock. No tires. Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And uh, so I'm sure that the listeners can appreciate that uh, brake pads and tires go an awful long way for any car that you plan to take on track.
1: Absolutely. We didn't do any of those yet. (laughs) We wanted to see how it was like without any of those. Okay. Pure pure from factory, pure form from factory. And the answer was it lasted two laps. Sure. Uh, Or more specifically, the brakes lasted two laps. Okay. Um, Fundamentally, the Tesla is a heavier car, right? But the bigger, more pressing problem was it didn't have a differential. And with a Model S or Model 3 Performance, it's an all-wheel drive car. So you have a drive unit at the front and a drive unit at the rear, which are not, you know, connected to each other. But when you're adding a lot of steering input and going on throttle, the front motor is trying to put a lot of torque down and it's an open diff. And so it wants to light up the inside front. And so it defaults to Tesla's stability control system, which, you know, brake vectoring, if you like. Sure, yeah. Uh, and it roasts that brake pad. So by the time you go into the next braking zone, you got no brake pads. <laughs> yeah. But that was the uh, biggest issue. So on stream, uh, it actually got cap- captured where we are trying to slow down for the uh, heavy braking zone on the back straight. And you can literally see smoke and fire within the front right tire. Awesome, uh, yeah, n- not not that awesome from where I was sitting, <laughs> uh, but certainly a, a spectacle. So just I was appreciative that the live stream angle that you know actually backed up what I was feeling in the car. But you know, so day they, they one, even with the with the suboptimal setup, uh we ended up I think it was P three uh, overall in like a damp, semi damp, semi dry kind of uh, kind of track condition, which I was pretty surprised and pretty happy about. But you know. We knew other people had faster cars, especially when the tracks started getting better on Sunday. So,
0: Yeah, that was, uh, I think, an interesting event because I don't remember who finished second, but it was, I think it was Tony Barber in his Model 3 that finished first in street class. Is that right? Yep.
1: Yep. And then Kyo, I think, got uh, second. And then there, there was an Evil 9 and an Evil 10. I think Kyo's Evil 9 might have finished second, just pipped the Evil 10 by like a fraction. And then we were fourth or fifth. I, I see. Just
0: off the podium, yeah. So, like, um, I, I'm sure one of the bigger challenges at an event like that is just ensuring that you have power, uh, to charge exactly. a vehicle between sessions. One of the yep. cool things about a lot of the tracks that we go to is many of them have uh 50 amp RV power, yep. um, which is, I, I don't think, the absolute perfect uh charging platform for the vehicle, mm, yeah. but it's still pretty good,
1: it helps. For sure, it helps. Uh, Gingerman RV, RV charging had a little bit of issue for us because apparently there was some sort of a like a, uh, like a safety trigger. And uh, every time we try to plug the Tesla into the RV plug, it would trip it. Got it. Uh, which means we couldn't use it. But there was uh, like a, inside the tower, there was a dedicated Tesla charger. Uh, and then I think there was another one by where the staff uh, RV spots were. Uh-huh. That's what Adam told us. Uh, so... It was between Tony and I, who in the last recent Queer Life Midwest event, we would just share charging duties. And you'd become really good friends or really, you know, fierce enemies with, you know, your your rival who's trying to share this charging port with you. So, you know, you, you, you deliberately and, you know, intentionally leave the car on the charging station for like that little bit longer so you can't get the full charge. You, you would. To- <laughs> I, I, I did not. Okay. We we're very <laughs> nice friends. I'm just saying you could.
0: Oh, boy. <laughs> um
1: i'm not saying you should i'm just saying you could
0: so uh you're, you're going to utcc um, yes here this weekend um followed by road america are, are you taking the super to road america or are you going to be driving the tesla
1: yep super we'll be going to yeah super we'll be going to road america excellent uh, that track will, yeah right uh i'm hoping for a big show i i hope you know uh sean Kresbach. Uh, has got the Evo ready. Uh, that will be a fun one. I'm sure I hope Dewey finally gets Boogeyman, you know, fan, you know, trained up and
0: tempered sorted. Now, uh, I, I think I remember. I Forgive me if these times are wrong. Mm. Uh, he did two years ago. Dewey did a 22. Mm. Is that right?
1: 22 or 21. Yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. So uh, with the development that we've seen on all these cars, Sub-20 should be, I mean, should be almost... Like a foregone conclusion. Would you agree? I'm not going
1: to lie to you. I think I think we're going for 17s and below. It, well, it's
0: fact uh, that someone, someone and I were talking. I can't remember who it was mm. uh, that that the lap times, even though the tracks are completely different, the lap times between yeah. Road America and Coda are very similar.
1: Something like that. I think so.
0: So I think uh, one
1: of the uh, yeah yeah what we've been comparing actually is uh, GT four times. So we usually look at either a World Challenge or IMSA, uh, IMSA GS class. Their times and our times has been really remarkably similar. Um, so at Code, our time would have put us either P1 or P2 on the IMSA GS class grid. Uh, same, very similar with Road Atlanta times. But, uh, Long Beach, we were about half a second off Spencer Bumpelli's 718 GT4 GT4. Uh, overall record in GT4 class, half a second off of it. So that's kind of our benchmark lately. So every time we go to, okay, this track, what's the GT4 record? Let's see if we can get close to
0: it. That's so cool. Right. And uh, it's, it's a car yes. that's that's registered and can be driven on the street. Yep. Uh, sure it, it has been subpoenaed for ice cream before, which I think is amazing. And you I, love, try again? Uh, <laughs> I love that you, uh, you kind of took it in stride. And not only that, you went to get ice cream and then you went up Pike's Peak.
1: Yes, we did. I still have I still have that little like a pamphlet they give you for uh, when you go up Pike speed.
0: And uh, that's probably have, a memory that you'll have like forever. Yeah. What a cool event!
1: It was really cool because uh, it was us. It was Ben Thorn with the Civic and Chris Sullivan, our good photographer, with his with his S one thousand. I think uh, I think it was I shot that on Instagram with his Datsun five ten. We're all trying, and he was trying to pass us to get to the front of the road to get the to get was rolling shots and this is all almost all the way to the peak and i'm in the tesla looking over and it was him and his son go rocking the car back and forth up this hill on the opposite lane trying to pass all all three like all three race cars trying to get to the top with what i can only describe as 15 horsepower <laughs> uh it was amazing and, and you know we loved it yeah that's Such an incredible. experience
0: so uh, if the car holds together at Road America and everything kind mm. of goes according to plan, is that the end of the season, or are there things even okay. after that that you've got to prepare it, for? It
1: is not the end of the season. <laughs> for some reason, how it's not the end of the season, I don't know. But uh, we're planning to go to SCCA uh, Time Trial National Tour, Road, Road Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and this time we're going to compete in the unlimited class instead of the uh, Max 1 Max One class that we competed at... Uh, uh, the NCM event, when there was the actual TT Nationals event. Okay. Uh, That's where we can run the full Aero, full Monty, and then throw some really wide 315s, and then I can see our ones on it. Okay. And I want to see what we can do. I want to see if we can go even quicker than a 26.5. Yeah.
0: I'd have to imagine you could. Um, now, your car, uh, you, you don't really have an Aero setup necessarily uh, for like a true unlimited car, are you going oh. to run what you have, or is there something else in development for, for an unlimited campaign?
1: The beauty and the essence of the TA90 program, uh, that we, you know, TA90 has is, is always been a wordplay play on uh, time attack and the A90. Uh, but somehow some people just took it as, oh, the Toyota A90, that's the TA90, <laughs> you know, which, which is cool, which is cool. People refer to their A90s and TA90 these days, and I thought that was just pretty cool. We managed to change Toyota's marketing program to fit our own bill. Nice. Uh, but the 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 cool thing about this is it's always been bolt-on. It's always been as, you can do this too. You know, you know if you need this, you can make your Supra as fast as this one, and it doesn't take that much. Uh, the only thing that we I would say is custom fabricated on this car is... Uh, the arrow, the the arrow you can there pieces you can buy. The only thing that you need to fabricate is the mounting. Sure. And really the, the custom spec damper, which we can get you anyway. Sure. And that's it. And everything else is off the shelf parts. You know, a tune it, you can get from AMS, turbo get you can get from AMS, suspension from IBOC, Reinhardt, SPL parts, it, it Titan seven wheels, nine or Yokohama AO fifty twos. You can get all of those things.
0: Well, and I you think can put it's, together a Supra just as fast. Yeah, it's it's easy to say that, um, you know, maybe maybe all of this was was part of the plan. But when you started development on mm-hmm. um, the first Supra, did you yeah. um, did you know that the car's performance ceiling was going to be as high as it has been? Um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's like for for being a. The car is very specialized, and it's a yeah. it's a one of a kind build. But you're right that many of the parts are things that you can now just go buy. Um, yeah. There aren't very many Time Attack cars that can do that um, sure. and go that fast. I agree. And, and you're still to, running to the stock be, engine yeah. and the stock transmission yeah. and the stock valve diff. Cover, all of those oil, things yeah. is yeah. really really cool. Valve cover
1: cool. to oil pan. Yeah, I, I described as valve cover to oil, oil pan never came apart.
0: I, th- I think that's just incredible.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like, my, perfect, my perfect example is, you know, we have customers out now in Australia. Uh, Jonathan, I'll just name first names. And then another one in California, Will, who's been running Thunder Hill. They've been setting records with a stock 2021 Supra, no tune, but with just all the bolt-on parts that, you know, we recommend.
0: Sure. That's Awesome. Well, I think with that, uh, we're probably going to conclude this episode with Jackie Ding. Um, really, really impressive this year. Awesome campaign. Uh, the cars really come together. The team has really matured, uh, really high-level talent, You know, high-caliber program. Uh, if you're in the Chicagoland area and you're interested in doing Time Attack, um, you should definitely pay attention to the content that Jackie produces for YouTube. And also reach out to the PhD Racing Lab because I think they have a track record of success uh, here within Gridlife and within other series. And uh, we just love those guys to get uh, to death. So thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon.
1: Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubey, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pittsburgh Grid Live to say hello.